This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So start off by telling me, are you really fine? In this latest episode of No Really I'm Fine, we're going to be looking more closely at new ways groups are tackling male suicide in the UK. The Office for National Statistics reported that in 2017, 5,821 suicides were recorded in Great Britain. Of these, 75% were male and 25 were female. It's a souring fact that suicide is now the most common cause of death for men aged 20 to 48 in England and Wales. But in Leeds, and now across different parts of the UK, there's one group that has been trying to change the narrative to get more men talking about their mental health. We should say, at times before we start, this can be an uncomfortable listen, but it's important that these brave men's stories are heard. Um, welcome to Andy's Man Club, guys. Andy's Man Club at Leeds. Good to see some familiar faces and some uh, some uh, returning. Um, start off from um, just sort of like introductions and a positive reason um, why you, why you've come to to the group this evening. This is what a typical evening at Andy's Man Club sounds like. It's a weekly discussion group for men to open up about their mental health. It was founded in 2017 by Luke Ambler after his brother-in-law Andy Roberts took his own life the previous year. Luke, a former professional rugby player, wanted to create this safe space for men in crisis to open up to others in a similar situation. There are now 20 clubs run across the country by volunteers. What you're hearing now is an example of what a normal evening sounds like, simulated by real participants. Positive reason why why I come to Andy's Man Club and I come each Monday is um, sort of release the pressure valve a little bit of of, of um, the life's pressures that build up. I find it a good way just to let off some steam and um, and share and share and, and um, things that are going on. Uh, my name is Philip. Uh, positive reason why I come to Andy's Man Club is it's part of the rebuilding process after I had a breakdown last year. Uh, my name's Tom. Uh, positive reason why I come to Andy's Man Club is for me it's the foundation and the constant for my week to uh, to build on moving forward. Hi, I'm Andy Wilson, one of the facilitators from the Leeds group. Hi, I'm Declan from Andy's Man Club, uh, facilitator and trustee. Yeah, we um, January January about. 28th, something like the last Monday in January, basically, um, the Leeds group started in 2018. So we've been running for 14, 15 months now in Leeds. Sort of how it came about was I was going to the Halifax group after a, quite a major breakdown myself. But it was helping me. Yeah, I got involved with Andy's Man Club just a few weeks after, really, it was formed, um, I think three years ago, um, not so far off this month. I, I found Andy's Man Club. I was luckily, luckily enough to to know Luke, uh, the, who was the founder. 
Um, and in, in my time of darkness, um, which I've just touched on in a bit, I, I come across Andy's Man Club on social media um, and my partner also sort of pushed it in my face and just said, look, is, this might be something that may help you. So I, I drove over, not really knowing too much about what it was. When, when I got there, um, it was a group of blokes sat in a circle and it was effectively talking therapy. It was something that I've never really seen before from a, a group of blokes being so honest and so open about the struggles. And it really encouraged me to, to talk and open up about what I was going through. I was not very skilled at opening up and, and, and I felt sort of a weakness through opening up to friends and family about things that were going on. Um, I didn't want to come across as weak. I didn't want to burden other family members as well and other friends with, with my issues. Um, so I, I went over to Andy's Man Club, started to talk, started to feel better, put two and two together and thought this is really helping. Um, and soon enough, sort of just fell into a facilitator role as I, as I developed myself and, and got better from talking and opening up, um, developed into a facilitator role to help others do the same, follow the same path. Yeah, my story um, basically started probably in my early 20s, really, when I was at university. I struggled quite a bit then. I didn't really know what was going on. Um, just on the face of it, a normal, normal lad in the early 20s. Looks like they had it all, but something in my mind just wasn't wasn't quite adding up. Really, never really understood it until about three or four years later, um, when I decided that I was going to make an attempt at my own life. Um, again, following that, I got bits of help, bits of counselling, that sort of thing from them. But I basically I just muddled through. Really, I muddled through life. Uh, I got on. With, I, I sort of got on with it like the typical man thing to do really at that time what I thought it was I then it got to Christmas two years ago just gone I again decided that I couldn't quite cope with all this stuff that were flying around in my own head um came from no came from nowhere from time to time um struggled to to get rid of it and function I decided again that 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 was it I went out New Year's Eve, with the intention of drinking as much as I could and not and not returning home. Um, yeah, and then I got involved with the group following that, um, sort of during what I'd call my recovery period. I was introduced to the group by by my dad. He'd been told by a colleague about it. At first, I was like, "Nah, I'll do I'll do it my own way. I've always done that." And then I thought, "Well, your own way is not working, so you might need something else." So. I probably in about the March, April time that year, uh, in the following year after the New Year's Eve, I said, yeah, let's do it, let's go for it. I can honestly say now it's the best thing that I've ever done in terms of my own recovery from my own mental health issues. I'm not saying for one minute that I don't have the, any issues still, I do, but it's a way of dealing with it and you realise you're not alone. It, it, like Declan said about seeing guys open up and being honest met so many different people from so many walks of life who have experienced the same feelings as you and like I say that that helps sort of talking and going forward and moving forward with your life something that really stands out for me is when people say that I mean I I've said it to other people I've told lads in these groups things that nobody else knows not not even close friends, family, that not even they know. And I think that that's a sight. If you are bottling something up, you, there is somewhere where you can go 
to talk to people if you don't feel comfortable talking to people that you do know. I think something that Andy's Man Club does very well for a lot of different reasons is, and, and he's doing, is removing the stigma around mental health and especially around around males because Luke, Luke, who set up the group, is a is an ex-professional rugby player. Um, I'm, I'm still playing rugby and I've done since I was about four year old. And, and you know, Andy, Andy, Andy plays football and there's, there's other guys, there's builders who come and it's all these like masculine sort of forms that are actually standing up and saying, look, we have issues, but it doesn't make us any weaker. In fact, if anything, it makes us stronger to open up. Um, I think I think a lot of it comes from like education. I'm similar to Andy, where I, I was growing up as a young bloke and I had a lot of things, a lot of different things happening, a lot of stresses on my life, and I was bottling these things up. And I didn't know that it was good to talk about them. I, I wasn't educated. It was something that, like I said, I just muddled through, just trying to get around these things and trying in my own way, which weren't working. Um, and I was, I was sort of getting really poorly. I was getting really, I had really poor mental health. And I, I didn't know, I didn't have the tools to know how to to change that and how to switch it up. One of the things that come from Andy's Man Club is I learned that that is a good thing to do, is to keep, keep coming up and keep opening up. Um, it's fair to say that from nearly three years ago when I first started opening up and realising it was good, I've had I've had no negative, I've had no criticism whatsoever that you think you might have and say, no, he's 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 weak for opening up. Um, you know, he should just get on with it. You know, he's I've had I've had absolutely not. If anything, I've had prayers. I've had you know people comment on how it's changed their life listening to stories that I've shared and listening to what Andy's Man Club's done for him. So it's almost been an opposite effect really from opening up I think that every time I come to the group I always feel like I learn something new about myself and I've been using the group for the Halifax one and the Leeds one for two just under two years just over two years now and like I say I still come and there's days when things are good but there's, there's times I come when things aren't, aren't so good and like I say you do have that up and down that roller coaster, but you you learn Techniques and things like that from other people that do help you help you get through it, so that you don't think that suicide is is the only way out. And how important is that that you get those sort of people from different walks of life to come in through that door? Yeah, like I say, when I sat in the car park for the first time with my dad, we parked the far corner of the car park just so nobody could see us. Like when we were sat there, and so I could scan it out, see what was going on. So I sits there in the car, looked over, looked at my dad, it's like. He's like, come on then, we're going to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, go on then. I looked and I thought, you could not think that anybody there, you didn't look and think, oh, they're all suffering from mental health issues. They literally looked like anybody else out on the street. And that that always sticks with me now about mental health not discriminating. It doesn't matter who you are, what walk of life you come from, whether you're a multimillionaire or you've got, you've got no job and you're homeless. Like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't discriminate, and that's the beauty of what Andy's Man Club is. It's open to any man over the age of 18, regardless of the background that you come from. The voluntary group is propped up by only a handful of staff. Andrew Greenway is one of those. He started by coming to the Oldham group to tackle his own mental health demons and now works with clubs up and down the country. This is his story. Yeah, my name's Andrew Greenway and I'm the project development worker for Andy's Man Club. Well, I first became aware of the organisation as it started in Halifax and I'm um, originally from Halifax. Um, so I've been aware of it for a number of months, but then I felt the need to attend myself, attended the group in Oldham um, and then became facilitator of that group for around about 18 months before 
taking the opportunity to apply for the job role that will become available with Andy Man Club. You came to the club from the reason. Mm-hmm. Do you mind telling us a little bit about your story? Um, not at all, not at all. No, I found myself in a situation um, the previous Christmas where it had been my brother, actually, that had recognised a bit of a change in me. I was that stereotypical bloke of, you know, chin up, chest out, pretend none of my feelings are happening, push them as far down myself as I possibly can. Um, and it was him that actually recognised a bit of a change in me, my behaviour and, and one thing and another. And... In a roundabout way, I sort of took the decision to attend an Andy's Man Club. Walked in the door the first night and thought to myself, you know, I don't really need to go too deep into my story here tonight, which if a guy's in that situation, then he's obviously more than welcome to do. You know, you can walk through the doors of an Andy's Man Club and sit in complete and utter silence if you choose to and getting through the doors the hardest step. That said, I was walking through the door that night and said, I don't really need to talk too much. Got to sort of halfway through the session and I thought to myself, well you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody else in this room tonight if you don't actually go into the reasons why you're here and use it for what it's there for. And this ball arrived in my hands and 33 years with the trouble and strife started to fall out of my mouth. By no means in a two-hour session I'd have dealt with those 33 years worth of, of issues that I'd bottled up, but I've always said the bloke that entered that room and the bloke that left that room to that night were two different guys because I'd changed my outlook from buying into what society had told me or taught me how to deal with my issues to actually talking about them and dealing with them firsthand. And do you think there are, in 2019, we're talking about men's mental health a lot more, do you still think that there's a lot more work to be done here? I think stigmas still exist. You know, they can come from a a variety of of places, but I think personally the three main ones would be um, embarrassment. You know, you don't want to be the bloke in the booze that's talking about how he feels. You might bring the mood down. Guys don't feel comfortable talking to the missus. You know, don't want to be shown as being weakness you know guys don't want to open up about weakness and they don't want to feel like they're a burden to anybody and I think the more work that organisations like Andy's Man Club and um, opening the doors to more and more clubs across the country that that hopefully is breaking down those stigmas and allowing guys to to know that it is okay to talk and you know that it's not weak to feel feelings you know we're not robots We all have mental health and it's just as important as physical health. No Really, I'm Fine shares real stories and experiences, but we aren't experts and this podcast is not an alternative to getting official medical advice. If your mental or emotional state quickly dips or you're worried about someone you know, help and support is out there. Talk to your GP or call the Samaritans on 0800 58 58 58. For advice on how to help a friend or loved one, visit rethink.org. Historically, I'd, I'd um, always worked for myself. I um, was in footwear manufacturer over in Rosendale, Lancashire. When that sort of tailed off, I became, uh, put my way up to being a sales and marketing manager for a design firm over in Halifax, and then got poached to another company over in, back in Lancashire again. So I've been... 18, nearly 19 years between those two companies. Um, But during the time of 2000 onwards, I started developing dizziness spells and nobody could figure out why. Um, Went through five or six different consultants, nobody had a clue. And eventually back in 2007, late 2007, I got diagnosed with something called superior semicircular canal dehiscence syndrome which nobody had ever heard of it in the hospital. It was relatively newly discovered. It had only been discovered in 98 because it was affecting my um, balance, my 
my visuals, my audio, everything was all, it's a myriad of problems that it causes. Carried on doing the same over the years, and then in 2014, uh, problems started coming back again, and it just got worse and worse and worse. Um, I mean, listening to your own eyeballs grinding 24-7, you know, the tinnitus 24-7, it's just, it was driving me insane. You know, I was, I was a marketing manager for a, a very successful company, dealing with huge clients all over the country, and it was a great job. It was a job that I loved because every day was different and I knew I couldn't do it anymore. Didn't tell my wife about what I got, I know how I was feeling, because I felt ashamed. I'd let everybody down by being, you know, a feeble, ill ill bloke. You know, trust me to get someone that's hardly nobody's ever bloody heard of in the hospital. My name's Richard Smith, I'm 46 years old. Uh, well, my journey starts uh, many years ago when I was in my teens. Didn't realise it at the time, but looking back, I. I, I suffered with depression back in my teens. Then in my early 20s, my brother died um, unexpectedly and suddenly. And again, I, I never grieved through, through that process because we, you know, we were just always taught to get through it, you know, you know, man up about it. I got married when I was 30. Um, I had a breakdown after my second child, but again, I, I just found that it, if I went back to work and worked harder and harder, and I, I, I got through it without, without having to think. It culminated in a year, a year ago. I tried to commit suicide. I, I was pulled out of the sea up in Northumberland. Um, I was sectioned and brought, brought down to the Becklin Centre in Leeds, where I, I had um, a, cu a couple of weeks in there. I didn't find it helpful at all, I found it more stressful. But I, I, I came out of the Becklin Centre and within 12 hours I tried to commit suicide again. And I spent all last Christmas in there, away from my family, away from everyone. Um, I came out in mid-January with a, I suppose, a kind of new determination to, to try and fix myself, but also still a, a stubbornness inside me that knew that I was still on a path that would lead to another suicide attempt. So from January, I started coming to Andy's Man Club and I walked in a broken person. I, I, I came and, you know, just talked, talked about everything that I, I needed to, to talk about and listened, you know, to other people. It, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done, but it was also the easiest thing I, I, I've ever done. Yeah, it was it was scary, but it, at, at the same time, it was the you know the, the weight that gets lifted off you. When my friend John told me that Andy's Man Club was opening up in Leeds in January, I came down to the second one and have been coming ever since. It might sound silly, but it, it's a safe it's a safe space. It's a safe place that is yours 
to do with as you wish for a couple of hours a week. And it's always there for you. Now, even if you can't make it, nobody moans at you because you couldn't make it the week before. Um, and whatever you say within that space and to those people never goes any further. You know, there's nobody trying to, oh no, you should have done this, you should have, you know, there's none of that sort of thing. Um, but it's people telling you how they've managed to get through the days and the weeks and the years, given whatever their problems have been. And that's the, the, the most, it can be heart-rending listening to some of the stories, but it, out of that, you manage to find little nuggets of positivity out of it. Because the way that I tend to look at it is, I've got a bloody great boulder of negativity stuck on this side of my scales now. And the only way that I can outweigh, you know, to counteract that is get lots and lots of little bits of positivity, little positive pebbles, and keep piling them up and piling them up. And eventually, it'll lift it up. That'll give me a bit, same stupid being giving me a bit of balance because I don't have any balance. Um, <laughs> there is so many people that would choose to laugh behind somebody's back or take the piss out of them rather than be honest and say, look, I really care about you, mate, but something's not right with you. And just doing that to one person could stop that one person from trying to take their own life that night. Talk me through what happens on a, on a normal night for that person who's thinking, well, do I need to come and things like that? A normal night runs that the, the facilitators will, will turn up and they'll, they'll probably generally get that little bit there earlier. Um, make sure that the venue's set up so that when people come that you know they they're welcomed the you know they're welcomed in in a friendly manner they can come in they can make um they can have a drink tea coffee water get some biscuits and and sort of just try and relax a little bit there'll be people on hand just to reassure them that you know it's it's great what they've done coming through that door that first steps always the hardest um and then at seven o'clock throughout the country, all the groups run the same. We start the session, and, and, and like you heard, we we do we cover a bit of um, things to consider, a bit of respect um, to to make sure that the group runs um, how it should, and that everyone everyone's there is respected, and it can run as good as it can to get the best out of it from. Um, we run through an introduction, so people, the facilitators, are lead, and we'll just introduce the name and, and a positive reason why they're there. Um, and then it just goes into a series of questions which people in the group can choose to answer or they can just skip it. There's no pressure on talking at all. So if you want to come and listen, and, and it's worth adding in there that probably more than talking, uh, a lot of the times I get things from actually listening to other people's stories. Um, so you can just sit and listen. That's fine. Um, so we'll ask you how your week's been. Um, it can be good or bad, and generally is a roller coaster. A positive, anything positive from your week. So we'll, we'll try and pull out the positive things because they're always there. It's you know sometimes it's difficult to find them. And then we'll um, sort of ask if there's anything to get off your chest. So if anyone's got any big shares, anything sort of sort of drastic that's happened over that week where they've just come and they do need to let people know in this non-judgmental environment that we have, um, they're free to just, you know, take up the full hour and, and, and let us all know about it. And then the last two questions generally change, but it, it's, again, drawing on positivity and it's naming, it can be naming your favourite book and why, it can be naming your favourite song and why, your go-to place where, you know, the way you feel calm or, you know, favourite film, favourite song, just something positive to end, end with a positive. I think um, just... Following on from what Declan was saying there as well, I think that 
if you are a bloke listening to this and you are struggling and you think, oh, well, what if, uh, what if I go down, down to a group and I can't talk or what if I say too much or that? It, I say you are having the same thoughts as every other bloke around the country and there's 400-odd blokes who use the group now. First time that they walked into that room, they had the same thoughts that I thought, oh, well, what if somebody, what if I say something and then they go and tell everybody about it? What's said in the room stays in the room. Um, it's very, very, we respect each other in, in that sense and don't worry about saying not enough or too much. There's never, there's never a, a point where you will, you'll be said, oh, you're not talking, why are you here? That, like Declan was saying, this, I take so much from, from listening nowadays, like saying it's normal for somebody to be anxious about something because it's the single most, it's the, the thing in life that scared me the most coming to this group, but it's the thing that I've taken the most from in my life now as a 30-year-old. Well, obviously you guys see this every week, so is there a breadth of people that you get in from, not so much the 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 different walks of life but also the different types of mental health issues that they have it varies to be honest it, it can be as i say mental health issues it can be uh, you might have had a breakup you might have lost your job you might uh, anything anything that you, you can come to you don't have to have been to your doctor and your doctor said are oh, you suffering from depression um and then you have to go on a wait list it's literally you might be struggling that one week you might think oh, i've heard about andy's man club i'll go down I'll talk. You might not necessarily want to come again or need to come again, but it's about talking about whatever it is that's bothering you so it doesn't snowball into something major. Um, let's say it's about getting things off your chest and talking and talking about things. I mean, let's say we've, you get people who, who have severe mental health issues right the way through to people who might have just are having sort of issues that that might not be long term so yeah, I think it's important that people do know that you don't have to you don't have to sit on a waiting list you can just literally come down if, if you're listening to this at 6 o'clock on a Monday for example then we run at 7 o'clock you can come down there's no waiting list there's no red tape there's no nothing you just come and turn up and in terms of sort of your personal journey with your own mental health you you were saying no it's it's been a great part of it but where you know do you see that you will be coming to this for a long time or do you see that actually maybe one day I might not need this anymore and that is a good thing? Yeah, as part of as part of my recovery, using a word that Andy said, I I, I realised that this isn't something that will go away. I'll I'll it'll be something that I'll battle with f- probably for my for my lifetime. Which which I took on as a challenge and, and, and Andy's man club for me is will be, be remain a part of that. So in some way or form, I will always be involved with Andy's Man Club. M- more or less, every every Monday, I'll be involved on a Monday night where I come to, whether it's a Leeds group or the Sheffield group or wherever I'm working or wherever I am at the Monday night, I'll 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 be coming and using it um, as a user and hopefully help still helping facilitate the groups um, because that that's part of my plan um, to to be in a good place and, and to really be up there with, with good mental health and well-being. So it'll always it'll always be a plan and it's it's important to sort of keep proactive with it as well because um, it, it's easy to think when you're in a good space, oh, I don't need to work at this, I don't need to do that, I'll, I'll be fine. Whereas it, it's, it's important. Um, somebody, I was listening to a podcast about about relating uh, mental health to, to toothache 
and at first I, I didn't really know where we were going with it, but it was just saying, you know, you'd, you'd go to you go to your dentist or should do for a checkup, and that's being proactive in good health care, uh, in good dental care. And also, when you are suffering with toothache, it's sort of the worst thing ever, and you can't imagine this pain ever going. Um, but then you get the treatment, and however long it is, it sort of goes, and you can't really remember the pain. And, and I sort of, I, I could link kind of where we were going with that. And then also con- just keeping that continual, sort of just checking up on it and making sure it's all right. And, you know, sometimes it's worse than others, but you've got a bit of a plan in place just to keep making sure that you're on the, on the, good, on the good line. When, when I first started coming to Andy's Man Club, that, well, prior to that, it's quite funny that we've just spoken about that because... In the, in the sense that I might have to live with this forever. That was one of my biggest fears. That, And I look back now as that's just been mentioned, it's just dawned on me, like, that doesn't scare me anymore because I've got the tools and techniques and the people and the support where I think, you know what, I can talk to... Whereas before I started coming to Andy's Man Club, that was one of my biggest fears, thinking, what if I have to live like this forever? I'm probably part of the reason why I ended up in the mess that I did because I believed that there the was... No way out, but the like I say, there there is a like there is a, a way out. You now help oversee, you know, nineteen-ish um, Andy's man clubs across the country. That's not an easy task, is it? Certainly not, no. Um, but as I've already ascertained before, and it's, it's a massively rewarding one to know that there's clubs open for guys to take that step through the door. And, you know, the, the fact that we've tried to break down as many barriers as we can, there's no registration, there's no signing in, there's no referral, there's no cost. Um, you know, to know that as it stands at this moment in time, there's over 430 guys every week walking through those doors, you know, taking positive steps to improve their own lives, that's that's huge. It's mostly up here in the north where we are. So, you know, you know, is there still a lot of work to do to get the guys down south talking a bit more about it? I mean, we're trying. Um, I mean, because of the place that we've come from, we've only spread... We, ha- we do have clubs in the south. We've got clubs in Newton Abbott, Plymouth, um, Peterborough, Southend, uh, stretching into the Midlands with our Staffords group. And also up north in Scotland, we've got two clubs up there at the moment as well, um, in Perth and Dundee. So, you know, we're, we're trying to get around as, as much of the country as we possibly can do, but we want to make sure that what we set up as far as Andy's Man Club's concerned is sustainable and that we don't just put something somewhere f- to find that we've got to take it away after a little bit of time because, you know, like I said, it's not sustainable, it's not, not worthwhile. So that sustainability obviously comes from some monetary input. You know, this whole entire project isn't 100% free, so mm-hmm. how does that all come together? Well, we're in the really fortunate position that the, the public are um, really generous with donations and things like that, and those donations um, go towards funding leaflets and promotional um promotional things for the, the current clubs such as leaflets, banners, clothing, all the rest of it um, and hopefully funding new clubs. In terms of funding for anything else, you know, that my role has been funded by a trust. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate to apply for some funding from the Tudor Trust which funded my role to be, to give me the opportunity to, to roll out Andy's Man Club further across the country than we were going to be able to um, previously. Again, we're in the really fortunate position as it, as it stands at this moment in time where all of our venues are given to us for free. We have an amazing team of volunteers opening those doors every single Monday night. They're absolute heroes in our eyes um, doing the work that they do. So, yeah, we're in the really, really fortunate position that any sort of donation that's, that's given to us at the moment can be put straight back into those clubs. And hopefully that will mean that the more clubs that we can open and reach out to more and more guys.
find out more about the sessions, head to andysmanclub.co.uk. Whatever you're going through, Samaritans can help for free at any time from any phone on 116123. Additional thanks to Christine Johnson of Leeds Live for highlighting the work of Andy's Man Club to us and providing additional interviews for this episode. As ever, you can continue the conversation on our Twitter, which is I'm Fine Podcast underscore, or email podcasts at reachplc.com. Hold up. 